Hello and welcome to Relaxed Mel, a podcast that helps men change their relationship with themselves. I am your host, Brian, and I am a men's life and mindset coach who is here to help you understand that you don't have to suffer at your own expense. You can live your dream, and I encourage you to set, then pursue your goals. So join me as I change the mindset and attitudes of men so that they can be the leaders of their families and their destinies. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relax Mel. All right, so this week for episode number forty-six, we are talking about settling. Um, more specifically, what happens when you settle, and why settling is not actually a good thing for a guy to do. We want to we and why we need to be driven, and this is something that. Uh, all us men from time to time have a problem with. We get ourselves up to a, to a level and we just sit there and we just kind of, like I said, we just kind of settle. It's just there and, and nothing big really ends up happening in our life. And so we're going to be talking about that. But we also have a, a question of the week. And the question of the week is brought to you by the Brotherhood of Men. This is a men's group that I've put together to help guys to get themselves gathered up and and to use the force of of the mastermind to actually lift each other up as the old uh proverb says as iron sharpens iron so does man sharpen man no man is an island we all have to have the help of others to be able to become the best possible whether you're wanting to start a new business or you're just trying to lose weight we all have a struggle, and when you can rely on the help and the love of another man to help you get to a to another level, then your your success is more likely to actually happen. And so that's why going in, getting into a uh, to a, a brotherhood and joining up with a with a group of men who are all set out and invested in helping each other become the best possible man that they possibly can be helps each other is it just helps us to become the the best I, I really don't know how, a better better way to say it but if you want to become better you want to strive to have a better relationship with your wife you want to strive to have a better relationship with your son you want to strive to be have a uh, better paying job you are tired of rocking that dad bod all of those things that we talk about in uh in this week can be changed. You can knock the rust off that you've been, you've let build up over the past five, 10, 15 more years. You can actually help. You can get that knocked off with the help of the other men that are in the group of the Brotherhood of Men. So if you'd like to join, I recommend you head over to relaxedmail.com forward slash brotherhood and sign up there and I'll, there's a little question form. I will then get in turn, uh, in turn, get in reach uh, touch with you and we'll have a discussion and see how good of a fit you are for the brotherhood. And from there, if you're accepted, we'll be able to uh, get you in. It's, uh, it's not a free membership and it does cost money because I want to have, want you to make sure that you have a little skin in the game. That way you're able to make sure that you 
take every ounce of good details and information that is provided and you apply it so you do grow. So that's that's the Brotherhood of Men, and we're the Brotherhood of Men is sponsoring the question of the week, which is actually uh, through uh, through Quora. Now we usually do Quora if we don't have a question of the week email from somebody, and if you would ever like to have a question at, uh, answered by me on the uh, on the podcast, you can do so by going over to relaxmail.com forward slash contact or shoot me an email, brian at relaxedmail.com, and that's Brian with a Y, and I would be glad to answer that on the show uh, the following week. So please feel free to, to send, out a, uh, send out a question. I'd love to answer them, see if we can help you to become, uh, help you over that little hump of, of an issue that you're running into. So this week's question is, why do grandparents like to create quarrels in the house? Now, I'm going to preface all this with I'm not sure what side this question is being asked. Is this a a young uh, young man or young boy or younger? The name looked to be of a of uh, male orientation, but not a hundred percent. But either way, it, I don't know if it's the view of a child seeing. The grandparents causing a fight with the, with the parents, or maybe it's a parent that is trying, uh, that is interfering with the raising of the kids. But any, either way, there's a lot to, to that can actually be uh, unfolded into that. And the, what I, the way I actually answered that was, uh, there are a couple different ways, uh, reasons for a, a parent to interfere with their kids. Children, the grandparents causing some type of problems. Now, a lot of times we see that as uh, excess drama, and it really is. It's just, it could be a lack of the parents maybe doing, having something that's uh, lacking integrity with the family and with how the, uh, the grandparents raise kids. And so they may see a fault in that and they may be bringing it up and it's striking some type of nerve with the, with the parents. So there is that fight there. It could be that the parent or the grandparents are calling the the parents out and say, "Dude, you're 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 doing this, and you know that's going to cause a problem." And because the parents are receiving information that they really don't care to hear, they don't want to know, they don't want to think about that type of 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 issue at the moment. That's when they become. Uh, defensive and the, the fights normally ensue. This could also be something of where the, the grandparents are maybe, uh, not very pleased with, uh, the, with the in-law. So maybe it's the, uh, the husband's, uh, ma- mother who is, Throwing a uh, throwing a little shade at at wife, and so there's that built up tension that comes about. A lot of different things that can actually be causing uh, the drama. Most of it is because of perceived uh, lack of of happiness and lack of of uh, of trust 
with either one or the other. It could be some deep down driven um, uh, type of, oh, what's the darn word? It's not wanting to come to my head right now. Uh, re- not regret, uh, grudges. Thank you. Yeah, that's the word. If, uh, it might be some deep down grudge where the, uh, the one parent or the other, the mom or the dad, has sworn they're not going to raise their kid like their mom and dad raised them. And so there's, there's a, a bit of, uh, of a friction there. Now, how can you actually relieve that friction? How can you actually relieve that whole, uh, problem of that's, that's coming about? Why to keep the, uh, the peace in the family? Well, there's a couple of different things you can actually do. First off would be, to sit down and actually have the parents sit down and talk with the parents. Now, this can be rather tricky because there is a whole thing called the diaper butt syndrome, which is basically, I diapered your butt, I know better. Now, is that true? No, actually, that is not actually the truth, but that's that's pride and the ego that gets in the way. I know that a lot of times I did not listen to a good idea that my son had because of diaper butt syndrome. And then later on, I figured out and go, oh, he, he, he was right. It did work. And so there, that, that happens. Uh, sadly, us, us parents think we know more than what we actually do. And it sadly gets us into trouble. But, uh, one of the best ways now, this isn't, this isn't the most, Most, oh, I, what would you call it? The most finessable way. That's not a, even a word, but the easiest way to do it. But it, and it takes work. It takes a lot of work because of ego and things like that. But it is setting up boundaries. And to go through and set up a boundary of whatever the problem is, say, uh, Mother-in-law starts griping about uh, about the wife, about mom. Then the parents actually have to sit down with mother-in-law and go, Hey, Grandma, love you completely and wholly with all of our heart. But I cannot have you coming in here and disrespecting my wife that way. If you do that, I am going to have to ask you to 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 leave. And they will have to actually stick to their guns. And so if they drove five hours to come see grandma and they walk in and within an hour not hadn't even gotten everything undone and grandma's like, well, I see Betsy's still going off and, and, and dyeing her hair. Go, mom, I love you. That's your one free warning. Say something off again and we will leave. And if grandma was to go, well, all I was just saying was that it looks like she bleached her hair. Mom, I love you dearly. Kids, come on, pack it up. We got to go home. And you have to actually stick to your guns. And that is the hardest part of this, uh, of holding a, a barrier, setting up a boundary, not a barrier, a boundary. When you set up that boundary, it will take a few tries because like your teenage son, when you set up a rule in the house, he's going to see how far will dad let me push this boundary until I catch a ramification for it. 
now, and there's a little bit, I understand, there's a little bit of finesse. You don't, you may not want to go, okay, well, you know what? We're going to, we're going to try again next week and, and pack everybody up and leave. Now, you might be able to do that if you're just, you know, two and a half hours down the road. But if you're like driving six hours, uh, you may have to go, mom, I'm serious. Stop it. But eventually, if they keep pushing that line, you have to, Put your foot down and say, I love you. We can't do this this week. Let's try again a couple months down the road. And then have to head back. And it's a, it will cause a lot of anger, a lot of, uh, but not, not quite resentment. Well, it'll be a little bit of resentment at first to, to all honesty, because people, they're going to, they're going to want to blame you. They're going to pull that that victim card. And they're going to hold on to it. Well, I was just making it. I'm just saying that she looks better without her with her natural hair color instead of going going bleaching her hair all blonde. And he has to be all mean and take the kids, my grandkids, away from me. And they're going to play the victim card. But eventually, what happens is they go, "Okay, I can't say anything about her hair." But, you know, and they may try something else. And again, the moment you go, say something again, we're going to have to leave. And they're going to learn. And their parents will actually learn to mind that boundary and respect that boundary so that the, the arguments cease. Now, they may still talk to their friends and go, yeah, my, I have to see my grandkids, but I can't talk about, you know, Jessica because Jessica just all gets all bit out of shape. He work, you know, they're going to still play the victim card. But if they want to see the kids bad enough and they want to be with the grandkids and they want to see their son or daughter bad enough, they will actually start respecting the boundaries that you draw. And that can be the same as to when they come and visit. If they come over and visit thinking that, well, they won't kick me out of their house. Well, you're going to have to say, well, I, you know what, mom? I can't. We're not doing this to this run. I love you dearly. I'm going to put you up in a hotel and you can come back tomorrow. And we will try this again. And with that, you can start to start to teach because sometimes some parents just like to make the drama. And some parent and some parents like the drama. So it might be the grandparents fault. It might be the parents fault. But either way, if you're stop tired of having the drama, you will make a boundary to stop that drama. And that's where things like uh that's where a lot of harmony comes into play so now let's go ahead and let's jump on over to the main topic the main topic like i said is settling and we suffer from settling so much when we take the time to to work ourselves up to a particular level all of a sudden we decide you know what it's time to take a breath and we start doing a little coasting now, coasting is okay. Coasting, there's nothing wrong with doing a little bit of coasting, a little celebratory coast. You already got the momentum going. You've got it sped up and you're cruising and the, you know, the, what you're on is a little bit of a downhill slope. So you can cruise for a good little while. The problem is, is though, is a lot of times we coast, we settle instead of just taking it easy for a little bit. We kick back. We relax. We start. To, to breathe a bit too much. And I'm, when I say we're starting to breathe, when it, 
doesn't mean oh I'm trying to relax here I've I've worked hard that there's not that's that's not what I'm uh, what I'm getting at what I'm getting at is like when you get out of high school how many of y'all have read any books once you got out of high school or college I forget what the exact stat is, but the vast majority of people, once they leave college or leave whatever form of education they have, they stop reading. That's scary, man. And when I actually say reading, I have realized trying to read an actual physical book again takes a lot of work. It's not the same as listening. Now, I do a lot of audiobooks because my day job requires me to be on the on the move. And when you are just listening, uh, it's a lot easier because for some reason, law enforcement really frowns with you having a book in front of your face as you're driving a, a any vehicle down the road. I don't know why, but they, they do. And... So I'm, I can't read while I'm driving, though I got plenty of time behind the wheel where if I was a, if I was talented enough to be able to read and drive and manage Dallas to Fort Worth traffic at the same time, I would try to do that. But I, I know I'm not talented enough. And two, like I said, there's, uh, there's, there's the, the law enforcement that just frowns upon that. But what I've noticed though is the same thing that I hear a lot of other people talk about when they, when it comes to actually doing, um, physical reading is first time you grab a book after a while and you try to read it, you will get two, three, four sentences in and all of a sudden you're getting drowsy. You're just, your, your, your mind is all of a sudden shutting, wanting to shut down to where it falls asleep and it takes practice and it takes, it's, you're working a, a muscle that you haven't worked in maybe five, 10, 25, 50 years. I don't know how old you are, but you know, for me, it's been 20 over 25 years since I've been in high school. So it's, I've, I've read books in between there. I, I've, used to love reading physical books. I big, biggest uh, Stephen King fan for the longest time, pre accident Stephen King fan. And uh, if you a Stephen King fan, you understand that, that comment because after the accident, his, his whole writing style just went out the window. But I used to read a lot and I still have read quite a few books afterwards. I've read a lot of Brian Loomley's, uh, the Necroscope series. I was really big into that. You know, I've, I've done, done reading, but here within the last, I don't know, four or five years, my reading has gone from a lot of physical books to podcasts and audiobooks. And because of that, my ability to actually hold a book open and read through it is a big challenge for me. Now, what I call that is rusting. And we all have a tendency to rust, especially when we settle. Um, and settling can be anything from not reading anymore to not wanting to learn anything anymore. Some people actually think that, hey, after I've done this for, uh, for, uh, I've, once I graduated from, uh, from high school or once I graduated from college, 
I don't need to learn anything anymore. And that's, like I said, the farthest thing from the truth because the first, once you stop learning is the moment you stop, uh, you start dying. And you start, and when I say dying, it's not a physical death. It is a death of your mind, body, soul. It's a, it's all around because you've, you, ha- you can actually rust in your mind. Like I said, I try reading a book and that rust is me trying to fall asleep. The body, you want to know what the rust on my body looks like? It's this big old gut I've got hanging in front of my, in front of me. It's the oversized butt I have on the backside of me. It's the flabbiness under the arms. It's the getting winded walking up a flight of stairs. That is rust. Your soul. If you don't do any type of creation, it's really hard to get creative. It is the embarrassment of walking into a church after a long absence. Being being able to care for your soul, being a, active in a hobby, being active in um, in any type of creation is needed for you to be a happy, healthy, balanced man. And if we don't do it and we have too much too much rust on our on our soul that's where the burnout comes from that's where the 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 anxiety in your life comes from is when you're not when you've got too much rust on your soul and the same is with the community how many how many of your neighbors do you know do you actually know your neighbor two houses down or if you're in an apartment uh you know the downstairs neighbor to, uh, across the hallway. Do you know their name? Do you know who they are? Do you know how many members are in that apartment? Members of the family are in that apartment. If you can't, that's rust. That rust starts forming, and eventually it it encases you into a into a cocoon where it is all of a sudden you're going, dude. I don't have any friends. My last good friend that I had moved away. And that's what happened with me. I had a good friend, one good friend who lived in, in my area for the longest time. And through some personal events that happened, our, mem- our relationships started to crumble. And eventually he moved away. Him, he took him, he took him, he took his family. And, and moved away and they now move, live about two and a half hours away. And when that happened, within about three months, I realized, holy crap, I have no friend. I have no friends around. I don't have anybody to really talk to, anybody I can be intimately involved with. And us men, believe it or not, we need a band of brothers. We need other men that we can actually talk to. We need that inner circle. And we need to have that, that sense of community. And if we don't, and we think, oh, well, we're just all right. And this is one thing I really am detesting about people trying to embrace, um, the extrovert and introvert deal, uh, tribes. And that's what all they are, are tribes. And people proudly state, oh, I'm an introvert. And so I just, I don't, I don't need people wrong. You do need people. An introvert doesn't mean that you're a hermit. 
An introvert means that once you're finished dealing with people, you need to step away and be by yourself so you can regenerate your energy. While extroverts, when they are around people, that's where they get their energy. That's all introvert extrovert is. It's not that you can't, you don't need to be around people because you do need to be around people. So you need that sense of community. You need to have the close friends, the acquaintances. You need to be known throughout your community. And you can't do that if you're just too busy dealing with your, just yourself. And because that whole sense of us cutting ourselves off from everybody else, that's where a lot of the problem that we have in our society is coming from. We don't know how to interact with other people. So we just sit there and go, well, I'm right, dang it. And no one else knows what I'm doing and what I'm talking about. And when they have to actually go out amongst people, all of a sudden they become this anxious wreck. And so you see these Facebook groups full of people with anxiety and social anxiety and driving anxiety and all these different other names for anxiety, which is all just, I don't know how to handle being around people. And why do they not handle know how to handle around uh, being around people? Because they have rust on their community pillar. So how do you get rid of the rust? If you notice that something's happening and you notice that you've got a lot of places, you don't have but one, maybe two good friends. How do you knock the rust off so that you can let more friends in? Well, the answer is the hardest one possible. And I don't know how else to do it other than to say, get out there and start talking to people. Are you part of a church? No? Well, dude, I know you probably have some type of reason why you don't want to be a part of a church. But go be part of a church. That tale, that that story you tell yourself, well, I'm not going to be a part of a, any type of organized religion because of what the Catholic Church has done to, their, done to the kids. Well, first off, the Catholic Church itself as a whole isn't to blame for the bad priests. Yeah, they made some missteps with how they handled those priests, but they are making the effort to change that correction now. A church is not a museum of saints. It is a hospital for sinners. So accept the fact that there are sinners amongst a church. And that you are part of that group. You at least, uh, if you want to start out with someone and you're like, well, we have nothing in common. Well, congratulations. You're a sinner. And the other person sitting next to you in the pew is a sinner too. You can be in a church. And that is probably the best way to get a lot of the, the rust of the community and a little bit of the rust on your soul knocked off. Because as you become a part member of the church and you start partaking in the activities, you're going to start growing your community and you're going to start getting more and more and more people. This is something I've realized. I'm fixing to start trying to get myself back into a church. I have not been to a, been to an actual church in a, more years than I care to admit. But it's time for me to start stepping back into that community. For your soul, start trying to find a hobby. If you want to really get something, get something out of your out of your life, find something to start creating. Maybe you've wanted to start trying try carving. Well, 
go buy, go to Hobby Lobby or Michael's or some or some place and buy a piece of, of basswood or balsa wood. And it's a nice, soft enough wood that you can actually start very easily carving. Start carving little figurines or try carving a face or, you know, a, a rough looking elephant or, you know, just start trying to, to carve. Just know that it's just a little chip of wood at a time. And then you're not, it takes time and it takes patience. But that etching of the, of that, that carving causes you to become more and more and more creative. Maybe when you were growing up, you uh, used to have a a, a piece of uh, have a notebook full of stories and story ideas, and once you got out of high school, somebody told you, "Dude, you're," you, or maybe you had a, a a literacy or English major or English teacher say, "Just completely bleed all over one of your one of your uh, your favorite writings." And said, essentially, you looked at all that red and you were like, I suck as a writer. I'm no good. I broke my whole life, but apparently I am no good because this college professor has said I am no good. And you took that to heart. And instead of going, you know what, pro- professor, screw you. I know how to write. I've been doing it my whole life. This is good. And if you, if you do that, the, and you take back up that that passion of writing that you used to have, you'll start feeling that drive, that want to write. I love writing. I, for the longest time, I thought I was a horrible writer and I didn't like to write and I couldn't, I didn't want to type. But now, Saturdays, it's, well, sometimes it's a, it's a, a, a real task to sit down and sit still. And that's because of my, the rust that is on my body. I, because I don't exercise like I need to and that's getting changed. I don't, uh, I don't have the focus that is needed for me to sit down and write long enough. So I am completely out of, of integrity a lot of times because I have a lot of rust on my, on my body. But that's okay in my mind and my soul and my community. These are all things that I also suffer from, and I am getting those changes made. I'm trying, I'm starting to get rid of the dad bod. I'm setting it up to where I, the last few hours of, uh, before I go to bed, I'm going to get some type of exercise in. Maybe it's a walking around a, a truck stop 45 minutes. It might be that I'm doing push-ups in my bunk, uh, on my bed before I, before I go to sleep. There's going to be something. I'm going to be doing something to help my body process everything better so that I become in better health. So I knock the rust that is on my body off. And that's what you can do too. It may not be that you can start telling yourself, I am an athletic person. Sometimes that's what it takes. You have to have that sense of presence to get the desire to want to knock the rust off of your body or knock the rust off your mind. Maybe you haven't read a book in 15 years. Well, Go grab a book, whether it's C. Jane Run or what, start with a book. 
Go through it. Go Grab another one. Start with a self-help book. Read some type of self-help books. Read something that will feed and exercise and grow your mind. Start listening to podcasts. If you don't listen to podcasts, I've got a podcast. You're listening to a podcast right now. You can subscribe to this podcast and get every new episode every week that I put one out. Just as easily as going into the uh, clicking on relaxmail.com forward slash subscribe or if you're on the uh if you're on the web page itself, over on the right-hand side, you will see subscribe to the podcast. And it gives you Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Android, Pandora. You can even get it by email or RSS feed. And I, you click the more subscribe options. And I have so many ways that you can actually get this podcast. If you know someone who needs this podcast, share it out. But you can, you don't have to worry about what, how badly that rust is. Because it's never quite too late to get rid of that rust. You may have to take it slow. Maybe you've let your body kind of age too, uh, quite a bit where you don't have, you know, your, your toes are always cold. Why are your toes cold? Because you don't have the your your capillaries down at the end to uh, at your extremities have have uh, atrophied and shriveled up, and so you don't quite get enough circulation down to the end of your toes as you used to. It takes a little bit of work. You can. It takes a little bit of walking and the forcing of the of the blood through all the extremities of your of your system to get those guys to 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 start accepting more blood so that all every part of your body is thoroughly oxygenated and fed with the food that it needs. You can do this. You can, you can knock off as much of the rust as you possibly can off, but then you also have to be aware of when you are rusting because that circle, you may start focusing a whole bunch on the mind and a whole bunch on the community. And next thing you know, it's like, Oh, well, I've gained 10 pounds. Well, I need to go on that. Or you may be working on uh, on your body and you may get your mind taken care of and you may even get your your soul taken care of and then you realize, well, I'm not f- paying a whole lot of attention to my wife. Again, that's that lack of community. There is a balance in there. It's a very easy to disrupt balance because we'll get really focused in on one thing and we may end up losing uh, our focus on another. But there are ways that you can actually get all four of those pillars balanced so that you can be the best, wholesome, and and fit man that your family needs you to be, that your community needs you to be, and that you need you to be. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to let this uh, close this uh, this episode up. If you like this episode, I could I would I could really use some good positive reviews over at relaxedmail.com forward slash podchaser. That'll take you over to the podchaser page, and there you will see my uh, uh, the show page there for the relaxed mail. And if you could leave a rating and review, that would do me great. I could actually see where I'm how I'm doing. Are people thinking I'm a five star, four star, or maybe everybody really just thinks I suck. And so they give me a one and a half or two stars. 
it's completely up to you. I would just like to be able to see what people are thinking of the show. Am I, how, how well am I doing? And not to mention it gives a little, puts a little gas in my tank so that I'm, I, I feel good about what I'm, what I'm doing. If you are needing help to get some of this rust knocked off of one of your pillars, you can always go to uh, relaxedmail.com forsyth brotherhood and fill out the uh, the questionnaire that I have there. It's very it's very short. Yeah, I'm going to ask for a phone number and a uh, and a mailing address. I'm not going to tell you why the mailing address. Not that I'm going to show up at your door, but there might be somewhere down the road. I've got some ideas, and I would like to be might be be uh, inspired to send you something, and so that's why I would like your that. Uh, like, like your mailing address, but, uh, also the phone number because there will be as part of the orientation or the, not the orientation, but the application process. I'm going to want to sit down and actually talk with you. And the best way to do that is, well, through a phone. So it helps if I have a phone number. It's not that I'm just going to ring you up out of nowhere. I will be, I will actually be setting up a time to call, but fill out that application. And, and submit it and I'll be getting contact with you. And if I feel that you are a good fit, then we'll be, you have a choice of either Tuesday mornings or Tuesday nights or Thursday mornings or Thursday nights. There are four different groups that are going to be for, started right now. We've got, I've got one, one very small group that is meeting over on, uh, Thursday evenings. And would love to have you join in there. The more we can have show up there, that uh, the better. So, if you like that, if you like the show, I will also ask that you uh, subscribe to it. You will get every new episode that uh, that is created automatically sent to your um, to your to your phone or or whatever podcatcher of choice you have. And, uh, you can go to subscribe. And like I said, I've got many different ways that you can actually what, uh, subscribe to the show, whether it's I, uh, uh, Overcast or, or Castro, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Pandora, Spotify. If uh, you can listen to Spot through Spotify, but really, honestly, man, it's better if you listen through even Apple Podcast or Google Podcast. Both of those are a lot, uh, a lot easier without the without the commercials. So, with that, guys, I thank you again for listening. I appreciate it tremendously that you've listened this far. And if you have any questions, again, shoot me an email, Brian at relaxmail.com. Let me know if, whether I can share this that question on the uh, on the podcast. And if not, it's fine. It's uh, it's confidential and never won't be be shared out. And we will uh, will. We'll, get through whatever issue you have at that moment so anyhow guys with that i'm gonna let you go thank you for listening y'all have a great week and i will talk to you next thursday until then do something awesome